Welcome to You Love to See It, a podcast where we watch movies and TV shows and then tell you all about them. This week, we're watching the brand new Netflix reality competition series, The Circle. I'm Nikki, and I'm joined today by Guy's Elliter. Elliter? Guy's Elliter. I like Elliter. Deadening Skyfing Tone. The the Guy's (laughs) Elevator. (laughs) Dylan, how are you? I'm great. I'm an Elliter now, so... That's a, that's a promotion, right? Uh, yeah, and senior editor uh, Danielle Riendo. Hi, I'm, I'm so glad to be here on this editor with y'all. It's so nice. It's good. Yeah, so we're talking today about uh, The Circle, which is the new Netflix show that apparently, in doing a little bit of research this morning, I did find out that it is actually a UK show um, mm. that has been borrowed by the Netflix company. Um and then they just put, they sent Americans out to the UK and put them in the same house um, to do the show. But here's the description of the show. Um, within the show, contestants are isolated within their own apartments uh, and can only communicate to the other contestants that are living in the same unit via the circle, ostensibly, which is ostensibly a computer program which transcribes their messages into text as if it were some sort of social media app. But as Danielle has uh, put here, it's just <laughs> it's just someone listening and transcribing and just typing into a text box somewhere. Um, contestants are able to present completely different identities to the others to com- hopefully win them over so you can catfish, basically. Um, every so often, the group of contestants are asked to rate their fellow contestants with the top vote getters becoming influencers for the circle, giving them the power to block one contestant, uh, killing them, basically. Oh, my God. <laughs> killing them in real life. Killing them in real life. <laughs> we threw um, them into like, a circle. Yeah, it's like Giant sword pit. art online. Um, yeah, it's... um. It's it's like Terrace House, except you can lose, <laughs> um, and you're by yourself the whole time. Uh, so, a good starter question is: What is y'all's history with like reality TV and reality game shows, and like where is the circle for y'all? Like, where does that slot in um, with y'all? Being a boomer. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so, so, like, I was a young wee lass. Uh, in the very early 90s when, like, the real world started, which right. I consider, I, I'm sure there were other documentary series and things of that nature, but that was kind of how, like, American reality TV really kind of totally. got started and got popular. So I was, like, I, I think it was, like, 91 or 92, so I was, like, a little kid. I was, like, eight, seven or eight or so, and I remember watching a lot of the real world and road rules, like, as a teen. Like, as I grew up, uh, I watched a ton of that stuff. I remember I was in high school. It was, like, at the very end of high school when, like, the current era kind of started, which, again, I think of as, like, the Ozzy Osbourne show. Like, the like it, the more, like, wacky, radical, like, we have funny setups for our thing instead of just putting a bunch of strangers and seeing what happens when people get real and stop being polite and all that kind of shit. So I kind of have, like, a long history of watching this stuff my whole life, but from a different era. So... In the current era, in, like, life in 2020, I watch a lot of, like, Great British Baking Show and, like, competition reality series, but the really nice ones, like, the really sweet ones. Like, I watch Nailed It. I love Nailed It. Nailed It. At least for the most part. Yeah, I, like, I love Nailed It, mostly because it's funny, but it's also sweet. Like, I, I definitely have a very low tolerance for, like, people being just extremely mean and catty in reality shows. And right. I really like them being like, we celebrate our failures. It's fine. Like that's very much the vibe I appreciate and enjoy. So I came into this hoping for maybe more of that than, 
than I got in the first four episodes. And I'll, and I'll right. say, like, I haven't watched the whole thing yet. I've watched, uh, I'm in episode five right now. I watched the first four and then started episode five. So that's, like, where I'm at with the circle. Cool. Dylan? What about uh, you? So I feel like I had, like, the very basic uh, white family starter set in Survivor and Amazing Race. <laughs> <laughs> you know, the two. Uh, so growing up, like, I had those, um, and, I mean, I, I guess I enjoyed them or whatever, and then I, I completely fell off them, like, I realized it, like, wasn't for me, uh, in a sense, but then as I got older and started getting into cooking, I guess I, I started watching, like, MasterChef in, uh, yeah. what's the other Gordon Ramsay one, where he goes around fixing restaurants? I can't remember. Uh, kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares. Kitchen Nightmares, oh, right. yeah. Nightmares, sorry. Yeah. So, like, watching those or whatever, um, and I, you know, when I met my wife, she was obviously... <laughs> She was obviously watching um, some reality stuff that like makes me want to crawl out of my skin or, or into myself, like Real Housewives stuff. Yeah, and I'm like, Ugh. Um, so, so yeah, like I, I think that's part of the reason um, why I was surprised by the circle because she started watching the circle. She was like, "We need to watch this," um, <laughs> and it's not like anything I've watched before, which is a, a good thing, honestly. <laughs> Um, cool. I've, I've like, so I've dabbled in kind of all over the place, um, with, with reality television. I was always of the mindset when I was younger that I was like, ah, I don't like this. I don't understand the appeal. (laughs) Um, I'm alive and in reality. So why would I want to watch bottled up pieces of reality, uh, for other people? (laughs) Then I started to like get into like the wild dating show, like reality TV show era of the mid two thousands, which was like, um, like the Tila Tequila dating show that was oh, on MTV God. and um, Flava Flav's d- d- or dating TV show, which both are bonkers television programs <laughs> that are just like such they are such um time capsules that like i want to actually see if maybe we can if we can find a repository of a season of one of those shows and maybe watch that for this show because that they are first season of a shot at love with tila yeah. tequila mm-hmm. with danny the hot cute mm-hmm. like butch firefighter and then whatever loser guy <laughs> sorry not yeah. all the guys were losers it's just that last guy was like oh man yeah really? bobby oh, we could do name. that we could 100% do that. Yeah. That season blew my mind. Sorry, yeah. I'm interrupting. Go no, ahead. no, no, 100%. <laughs> I, that show was 12 years ago. I Oh, my God. God, Christ. <laughs> God. Oh, my God. Okay. Anyway, well, <laughs> it's fucking remember that show? Anyway, well, <laughs> um, I also recently um, got into watching The Bachelor, Family of Products, uh, oh. as as the <laughs> brothers McElroy referred to it. Um, and my history with that show is I didn't watch The Bachelor. And then um, Griffin and Rachel McElroy started doing Rose Buddies, which was their Bachelor rewatch podcast. And I listened to that podcast, but did not watch The Bachelor, which was a wild way to start getting into that franchise um and then the year or it was i think their second year of doing that show is when i started actually watching this the show and i watched for two cycles which is to say that i watched one bachelor i watched a bachelor in paradise and then a bachelorette and then oh. it just goes in that loop so Many i watched bachelors are there? six <laughs> seasons basically of the program um over the course of two years um 
And then I did get into Terrace House as well, which is a Japanese show where it's just people living in a house. And that's the whole thing. Yep. And they <laughs> it's just not leave. like there's no game to <laughs> it. You don't win anything. It's just they get a bunch of young, attractive people and then put them into a house to like go to work and shit still. Um, yeah. So that that's cool. Um, and then I started watching The Circle because my partner Katie was watching it. So that's how I got wrapped into this. Um, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how we want to how we want to like approach this because The Circle is I guess we can kind of like talk about the conceit of this show, which is that the 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 interaction layer, which in a traditional reality program is like face to face communication is abstracted out to the point where they are basically doing it via bad Twitter or bad AIM. <laughs> um, what did y'all think of the way that the circle was presented as a as kind of a facsimile to social media, even though it isn't actually a social network at all? It's just AIM. <laughs> I I mean, more than anything, um, it's made me realize that people do not know how to say out loud what they want to say in text. Yeah. Because they're all very yeah. bad. They, they all use words that people don't use to text. And I don't understand how it's so hard. Like, Seaburn. I think, I legitimately think that this show would have, like, there's a different version of this show where they gave them keyboards. And the I think the entirety of the show plays out differently yeah. if they didn't have to verbalize or if they only had to verbalize what they were trying to say after they had written it. You know, because yeah. I think even even for people who may not be um, for for whom like writing may not be their primary um, mode of communication, like if they're if they feel like they're better at verbal communication over written communication, there's still something to being able to write into a text box and delete as your brain is trying to formulate the thoughts that you lose when you have to say it out loud so Greg in the back or whatever can type it in for you. PA <laughs> Greg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I feel like that part is a little bit lost. It also makes it very difficult, I think, to catfish, which is like the only reason why I feel like Mercedes and oh, this is a small spoiler, uh, Danielle, since you've only watched, but it doesn't sound like you're going to watch the rest of it, which we'll get I, into in a second. Yeah. Um, but Rebecca. She's the only person I care about, though, so so I, it's, so I the spoiler right. is okay. Yeah. Okay. So Mercedes um, and Rebecca are doing, or sorry, Mercedes is Karen's persona, basically. Yep. Yeah. Um, and Rebecca is Seaburns' persona. Um, I feel like that makes catfishing super difficult. Because you're basically having to catfish in real time, except you don't have the the luxury of playing with what you want to say in the text box before it actually is presented. What did y'all think about the way that like catfishing had to be presented in this show? Yeah, I have to say this this sort of core limitation is maybe my biggest problem with the show. And and spoiler alert. Didn't love it. Yeah. <laughs> this is maybe the thing I've watched in my life that I've I've hated the most. <laughs> I'm so sorry, y'all. I'm sorry. Um, but I think it's because of this, because it's both really limiting and it really stunts both the sort of 
performance uh, of like these, I mean, these people are playing characters sometimes literally in terms of the catfishing, but also any reality show person is going to be showing sort of a persona, right? Right. People in real life, you know, people in reality shows now, you know, 30 years after being American reality TV being a thing, people know they have to play certain things up for the camera, right? Like, I don't think that Seaburn and, and Joey and, you know, necessarily are like, that's how they act in their actual real life apartments. It might be, it might be, but like they're playing it up, right? So mm-hmm. people are emoting. They are trying to like give good reactions. They are trying to give like that good kind of um, those like good shots for for the editors, good shots for the producers. But like it's so stunted because they're reading text off of a screen and or they are composing that text on a screen as as like just sitting there like uh hashtag go with the girls like it's just it's such a stunted delivery and i'm not blaming these people like they're not professional actors like they're probably good on camera in other ways but like this part of the format really hurt it for me and the catfishing aspect the the only issue i had with that was everybody kind of acted like catfishing is bad but it's not like within the rules of this show like yeah there's there's nothing wrong with catfishing but everybody acted like this is the first sin against god to be a catfisher (laughs) to be fake and it's like you're all being fake like every single person here is doing something that they're probably not doing like you know scratching their their genitals and their underwear in their apartment right like that's not you know what i mean like so it, it was both a limitation for me and something that i just couldn't get over at any point like they're so mad about catfishing it's like isn't isn't that the game? Like <laughs> Yeah, that's the thing that's the thing that kind of that kind of tripped me up even all the way through the end. Um mm. and I I like I liked this show. Like I don't know if I'll if I'll end up watching season 2 if they end up the I assume they'll do a season 2. But Probably, like I don't know yeah. if I'll end up watching it again, but I did kind of enjoy the show which for reasons I'm sure we'll get into in a bit. But yeah. the thing that did trip me up is that like from the beginning it was laid out to be a game. Mm-hmm. Right with right. the with a with a goal at the end to win one hundred thousand American dollars, so <laughs> to to kind of like come into the house, which this was Shubi's whole thing. Yeah, um, Shabam is just a guy who like is is uh, he. Constantly, he comes in and is like, "Social media is the bubonic plague of our era." <laughs> it's like, yeah. it's like, okay, Shivi, all right, my guy. Like, bit, uh, okay, you're on a Netflix television program, but f- sure. Um, and it's like, I just want to show that you can be authentic. But it's like, okay, yeah, you can. But also, it's a it's a game. There's and no you incentive. Know you're playing a game. Yeah, you yeah. know you're playing a game. There's really no incentive to be yourself if you think that being someone else is going to get you the one hundred thousand dollars. Like, and like you said, Danielle, like shit talking other people for playing the game that you are also playing is a wild way to go. That would be this like is weird. Yeah. yeah, that would be like someone like playing basketball, and then when someone took a three pointer instead of like a two pointer, you were like, "Listen, that's fucked up," because yeah. a three is worth more. Like yeah. that's wild. Um, I don't know. Um, Danielle, did you watch the show by yourself? I watched uh, only a very small part of it by myself. I watched the first three episodes with my partner, uh-huh. uh, who also like kind of hated it, but also felt a little addicted. And this is definitely a thing I, I will want to talk about. Uh, and maybe I'll even bring it up now. But like, even if I hated it, I was compelled 
I was like genuinely hate watching. I wasn't just I'm watching this because I hate it, but whatever. Like there are times in my life I've had to kind of hate watch things like for work or for whatever, for, you know, being a film person, whatever bullshit. This is the first time I actually felt like this is poison and I hate it. But I, I do want to see. Yeah, I have to. Keep I do want to see what happens. And a part of that for sure is actually Mercedes and Karen. Like, I genuinely liked Karen. I thought yeah. Karen was like a really interesting and funny person who's like so no bullshit about like, this is a fucking game. I know how the world works. I know yeah. how people will perceive me. And she's like, you know, like a, a fairly butch lesbian and like a bigger woman and like knows what's up and there were parts of that where i think the show was trying genuinely to make some kind of commentary on like the place of social media and the masks we wear and things like that um so like when she was on the screen i was like okay i can do it for her like i can get through this show just to see what happens with her uh but yeah sorry I'm, i'm going off on a tangent but yeah i watched most of it with vicky and then uh the fourth episode i watched by myself after vicky had to go home so it's like both of us are like Man, I don't like this show, but god damn it. Like, I, I do want to see what happens. And Dylan, you watched it with your wife, right? Yeah, the entire way through. Um, I don't know. It was just something that we got, like, I kind of came up from work, sat down and watched a few episodes of and wanted to keep going through the entire thing, but couldn't because, you know, you have to sleep at some point. Right. <laughs> yeah, at some point you do have to have to go to sleep. Um, and yeah, I watched this show with Katie and I think... There's something to, I can't watch reality TV anymore by myself, unless Mm. it's like Chopped. Like Chopped I can watch by myself, but I do always mute the part where they, I mute the, I mute the, okay. This is, well, and this is where we can get into my skeleton theory. Um, (laughs) But like I, there's a, there's a part of me that can't stand um, extremely contrived uh, plays for um, plays at emotion that are like not authentic, like that are that you would not do in normal conversation that you would only do for television. So like yeah. on Chopped when um, and this is the example that I used in uh, in Slack when we were talking about the show last week. Like in Chopped after they present the their dish to the judges and then Ted Allen is like. So why do you want to win Chopped? Oh, and God. they're like, well, I've been <laughs> cooking for 30 years because when I was seven, my mom told me that I would never be able to pick up a rutabaga and make anything <laughs> with it. And now I'm here to prove her wrong. Also, she has cancer and I'm dying. And it's like, okay, that's like not a way. That's nothing. Like, this is nothing. You're here because you want $25,000 that will turn into like, after taxes. Like, you're not, this is nothing. What you're doing is nothing. Um, So anytime, um, there's like not very much of this in this show. Like nobody is trying to tell the story about how like, I need this $100,000 or else I'll never be able to eat again. Like everyone is pretty like upfront about like, eh man, it would be cool if I could win a hundred grand. And also like, I guess I'm doing weird Twitter. I don't know. Yep. At no point did I feel the same off put uh, that I feel like at peak chopped or like at peaked bachelor. Like the bachelor is yeah. notorious for this where it's like people are put into situations that are like abnormal and inhuman because they are no, no there's no on no uh, infinite like timelines, infinite uh, like infinite things that could happen. You would never run into situations that are controlled and created on The Bachelor, but because it's a 
television program that is controlled and created, you get into these terrible situations um, where producers, for example, will shake up a bottle of champagne and then give it to the woman who looks most like a porn star and then say, hey, yeah, this is your champagne bottle. And then the champagne <laughs> bottle opens and blows up in their face like a penis. Do you get it? It's comedy. <laughs> Do you get it? <laughs> yeah. 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 It's I, comedy. I, I appreciate the fact that they kind of, they save that until like episode nine or something. And yeah. even then, uh, they're talking to themselves in a room completely unprompted, quote unquote. You know, it's not like someone asked them to talk about it because um, everyone in the building <laughs> talks no about it at the same there. time. No, yeah. <laughs> but, but they save it. And because they're just talking to themselves, it doesn't seem as awkward. Like my body doesn't recoil quite as much or they're yeah. just kind of talking to themselves like, oh, I want to do this for my mom. And like it's touching or whatever, but it, it's not in front of other people. So you're not just like, oh, yeah. Oh, boy. Um, yeah. In Slack, I, I talked about the uh, Terrace House to the Bachelor Skeleton Eviction Scale, um, which is my <laughs> self-described uh, scale for how how I can, um, how well I can stomach, basically, an episode of reality television. And this is closer to, closer to Chalk than it is to The Bachelor at any point in time. Who is your favorite person in the house uh, by the end? <sighs> Uh, we'll start with Dylan. Yeah. Oh boy. Um, I mean, probably Sammy, just because. Yeah. Um, of all of her gagging at men flirting mm-hmm. with her, it's yeah. very good. <laughs> so good. It's very very good. It's close between her and Chris, just because Chris, you know, keeps it real for the most part. Yeah. Even just when he's in private, just hearing that, hearing someone actually say the things that should be being said, is yeah. fantastic. <laughs> yeah, Chris is a tremendous um audience surrogate yes uh because at no point does chris have any chris knows what the whole game is the whole time yeah um and is not trying to do anything else other than try to like win the game so i i do appreciate chris um quite a bit danielle you talked a lot about karen slash mercedes uh did anyone else in the beginning um kind of pique your interest. So I, I will say I've got, I went on a journey with Joey again, yeah. only episode one through five here right. uh, where I, I hate him right. I hated him right away because I know what's going on here. It's Jersey shore boy. I get yeah. it. I'm supposed to hate him. I'm supposed to think he sucks. And like, he kind of does, but at the very least, he seems to know what's up. There's some kind of like self-knowledge there. And at least he's not, homophobic at least again as yeah. far as we've gotten he seems to like vibe with chris at one point which is kind of nice um i did like chris a lot uh i liked sammy enough uh <laughs> but my god my god y'all can we talk about the worst person who i think dylan thinks is the best person oh who uh i'm so sorry Adam slash oh, Alex. Oh, no, God. I hate Adam. <laughs> oh, my oh, God. Good. No, that guy sucks. Oh, good. Oh, thank God. I was so sucks. afraid that we couldn't be friends anymore. I'm just kidding. You can like <laughs> them. Worse. But, like, Adam slash Alex. So, Ad- uh, sorry, Alex <laughs> is... Oh, Jesus. He's playing Adam. Uh, who he, His, like, facsimile of a hot man, I guess. Uh, but Alex... Okay, so I put it in our notes. But yeah, it's Merit, very good. Merit has a tweet uh, from three days ago. Uh, where she said, I thought I knew what fear was, but then I encountered a couple on Tinder who were, in their own words, quote, looking to boink left-leaning cuties who are into mind-bending films, unquote. <laughs> That's who he is. 
He's a horny, just absolutely like disrespectful. Like, yes, he is like a just he's supposed to be. I think he's supposed to be kind of a lovable loser. I think that's what they were kind of going like. Or, haha, let's laugh at him a little. He's a little wacky. He's like, I'm an artist, but I'm unemployed. But I was a cheesemonger. And like, you think he's maybe queer. And again, something might come out later on. Maybe he's bi. I'm not sure. But like the way he talks to the women in his first episode is he's just trying to like thirst after all of them while being this just, oh, he's just the worst. Yeah. He's he just sucks. the worst. He's very out I of practice. I hate him. <laughs> oh. He's, I, I, oh. I don't know if he, they talk about it early on, but he's like been with his partner for like 10 years or something. So like he hasn't flirted with anybody oh. in, in like a decade. And I, it, there are so oh. many times where they have him on camera that I'm just like, why are you showing me this? Like he's got his feet all up in the camera. Like they're doing close ups and he's got his feet yeah. up. Or like, there's so many times where it's just like, please stop showing us this man. Like he's doing the wackiest <laughs> things. Um, and I, I think like, spoiler, I guess, but whatever, like it goes yeah. to show like when he, when he gets eliminated, um, he's like, oh, I got to get dressed up. And then he goes out in the hallway in like a purple tie dye shirt with like denim, uh, suspenders or overalls. And like, it's like, what oh, in the world? It's the worst. Buddy. He, he a hundred percent was cast as one thing. And then they realized yeah. much too late that the thing that they cast him for was like, he was not going to be able to play that role well. Yeah. Um, and they kind of got away from him. It's okay. Well, I'm so glad that tough. that happens to me. And I like, I have no ill will towards any of these actual human beings. Like just, just to put it out there. Like I know it's reality TV and like, I would never hate on like an actual real life person, but like as a character. Yeah. Good. Holy Christ. Yeah, terrible. <laughs> like, terrible. Yeah. Um, I, could not as long as we're talking about people who we couldn't stand on this television program. Oh yeah. Um, you haven't gotten to them yet, Danielle. But Ed yeah. and his uh, fucking mom. Uh, I. Oh my god. Okay, so in episode eight, Danielle, there's yeah. this kid, Ed, who's twenty three. He's younger than me. That sucks. Just made that realization. <laughs> Jesus. Fuck. Oh no. That sucks. That sucks so bad. I'm so um, sorry. And his mom, Tammy, from what? How do you say? Uh, Kanosh- Kanoshkahin? Kanshahakin. Kansh- sure. Kanshahakin, Pennsylvania. My, my from Philly, so. Oh, okay. Oh, nice. That makes okay. sense. Right. Kanshahakin, right. Pennsylvania, which is a fake place. Um, <laughs> and these people suck so bad. The yeah. only good thing they do in the entire show is they get into the house and they're immediately like, oh, Rebecca's nothing. Rebecca is nothing. And <laughs> Rebecca is like, at least is either a catfish or is the most fake person in the world. Um, but like, God, Ed and Tammy just, they, it is Wait, the- Wait, the mom's on the show The too? mom is living in the, in the apartment no. with the child. Oh, Jesus. And they're both playing an aged up version of the kid. So, like, they're both playing together. They're playing a 26-year-old version of Ed. But inside of the apartment, it's Ed and his mom. Oh, my God. So, like, he's, like, she's cooking for him and, like, is cleaning the apartment for him. And he's just kind of, like, lounging around the place like an asshole. Wearing a crop top. Wearing a crop top the whole fucking show. The whole show he's wearing a crop top. Or has a shirt off, one of the two. Oh, my God. Just the worst. 
It's the oh, worst person. There's at one point, there's, it's not even like particularly bad. At one point, I think it's in like episode nine or 10. He just at one point like yells at his mom, like what's for dinner in the way, in a in the most like 16 year old child yelling to their mom who's downstairs, like what are we eating later? <sighs> but he's in the living room in this studio apartment and his mom is like 15 feet away. Oh my it Ugh. sucks so bad. It's so gross. Can um, I ask yeah. how y'all felt about Antonio? Um, uh, indifferent. I forgot yeah, he was on the pro. I forgot oh. he was on the program <laughs> until uh, the, end. the end of the show when they bring everybody back, and I was like, "Who is this?" Yep. And then I was like, "Oh, it's Antonio. He got chopped in like the fourth episode, right?" Yeah. Um, what did you think about Antonio? Because I was broadly indifferent towards this man. <laughs> I didn't like him, but, like, I don't know if I'm coming to this show with just my, like, fucking feminist background, but, like, I very much judge people by how much they, like, played into certain gender roles and how much they seem to, like, be aware that they were doing so. Right. And this dude, who is, like, a pro basketball player and definitely let everybody know that every time he talks to anyone. (laughs) Like, I get it. You know, that's cool. That's a cool thing. But uh, he was just, like... So like I got this. Everybody will love me. Everything will be fine. And then he got just cut out pretty early. I think he's the second person out. Um, yeah, I don't. I don't know. I didn't love him. I didn't hate him or anything. But I didn't. I didn't really love him because he was just like, I'm good. And then Karen would kind of call him on his shit privately, basically yeah. just being like, Yeah, this fucker. Like, he's he's just was he's like the perfect the the best analog for this for me. I also do think that this is the perfect length for a reality television program. Sure. I think that 12 episodes that come over the, come out over the course of like three or four weeks is like perfectly paced um, because the, the terrible, th- I mean, there are ter- many terrible things about The Bachelor, but the worst part about The Bachelor is that there are a hundred women at the beginning, it feels oh, like, and it goes on for 48 weeks. And at the end, you're like, why did we not just start with 15 people? Um, yeah. and I have, I have a theory that you don't actually need to start watching reality TV of any kind until the, the exact middle, like you can pick where either the bachelor is, you can start watching it when it goes on, um, like a, there's a spring break in the middle of the bachelor. Mm. Um, and when they come back from like the mid season finale, that's when you can legitimately start watching this show. And I think if you actually pick this show up, like right like two, like an episode or two before Miranda gets removed or gets blocked, I think like you can watch the show and have a much better time with it than if you do watching the show starting from the beginning. Yeah, I, I could absolutely see that because I was already burned out. Like in by episode two, I was already like, oh god, how how much further yeah. do I have to go? Like it, it doesn't help that I think it has a genuinely really slow pace for this mm-hmm. type of of program or at least that's just what i'm used to like i'm used to again like nailed it which is like a hundred things happen in 10 minutes and nailed it like i'm used to that like really just wild pace especially with this kind of editing like the editing and the motion graphics and stuff like look very nice and it looks like fast pace cutting and you know kind of having the the three or four screens on one screen with like fun neon colors and things like that like that Maybe it just set up an expectation for things will be fast. And then it just felt like 
every conversation is 15 minutes long because of the format, because of the having to talk and having to react and having to kind of do all this other stuff that like, you know, some people put podcasts on like 1.5 speed. I just, and maybe it is possible on Netflix to do this, but I just wanted to watch the whole thing on like triple speed and just be like, okay, okay, okay. Like, can we just get to the, the three things that actually happened this episode, you know? Right. Yeah, Terrace House, Terrace House, like, is the same way. But I think mm. the, the thing about Terrace House is that the people usually are so chill and they're such, like, it's, it's, Terrace House, I think, is a warm, this show is trying to be warm in the way that Terrace House yeah. is warm, mm. which is to say that these are ostensibly just people that you could meet on the street. Like, there's, there's a, they, there's an amount of, uh, Something about like the Bachelor feels foreign because of how artificial basically everyone on that show is, and because of how attractive <laughs> everyone on that show is, and it's like very intentional, right? Like these are all supposed to be the Bachelor is like an aspirational depiction of what romance is supposed to be, and the thing about Terrace House that I really like is that these are just regular people that like that none of them are not attractive just because they have to be on TV, but like they're all regular people. Like, they are regular people who have jobs. Like, some of them, like, Aloha State is the season of Terrace House that takes place in Hawaii. And I mm. think it's, like, the, actually, like, if you're trying to, like, get into Terrace House, like, I would actually watch Aloha State over Boys and Girls in the City, which is probably heresy, but I've said it. Um, because the people are younger, and they are the most kind of average. Like, some of them just work at a, like, one of them works at a t-shirt store. Mm, the other one yeah. works at a coffee shop. Like, they're just regular people who have no, um, they, and they, like, don't, like, try to hide that fact. They're just like, yeah, I work at the t-shirt store. And, like, I am on Terrace House also is the thing I do. Um, <laughs> I don't know. I kind of lost my train of thought there. No, no, I think that's a fair point, though. Like, there is so much about this that is about constructive personality versus folks being real that I it does seem like it's trying to split the difference between something like very 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 constructed versus uh, that kind of more natural vibe you're describing from Terrace House I've just never seen Terrace House but I've heard great things. you know people share gifts yeah. That sounds nice. Like uh, that sounds nice. like a good show. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I, I mean honestly uh, at a certain point the circle turns into the original cast trying to stay together, even though they're adding new people who are trying to mix things up and actually yeah. play the game because the original cast is not playing a game. They're just eliminating people they don't like. <laughs> uh, and you find yourself wondering how long can they not play the game? And the answer is until the very end. Yeah. Um, right. Because all of them just stay friends like the entire time. And yeah. I, I think that's actually part of the reason why I kind of latched onto it is because most of the people that came on, like there, there were a few that were, you know, fine. Um, I can't remember all their names, um, but uh, I think like Sean, I don't remember what her actual name was. Oh, um, Sean, Sean's mm-hmm. actual name was her. Sean was like oh, the was most, name, yeah. like, like the kind of the wildest one to me because her playing, her definition of playing the game just blew up in her face in a way that <laughs> was like, I don't understand how you're this bad. Um, Sean, do you want to, or Sean, Dylan, do you want to kind of explain what happened with Sean? Oh yeah, no. So Sean comes on. I think she's the second to last person to come on right before Ed. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she comes on as like herself, but using uh, her friend who's much skinnier, uh, using her pictures. And pretty much by the end of the episode, because like the start of the next episode after she comes on, she's like, yeah, I'm not. This isn't me. Here's me. 
and shows like actual pictures of herself like right away to oh, a few wow. people and then like later that episode she reveals the, her, her true self to everyone else and it's basically everyone being like well i don't get why you wouldn't just show your true self you're beautiful yeah. <laughs> um and, what? It, and then she has to explain like yeah but that's not how the world works um but yeah yeah no. like how do people not this is this is also a core frustration i have with this show is that if these people are supposed to be real people versus very 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 constructed stereotypes how are they emotionally four years old? <laughs> yeah. Um, like, genuinely, the way they talk to each other is, like, way, way sub-high school level. Like, way sub-junior high. Like, when somebody's like, who's tipped their toes in the rainbow? Like, who's kissed a girl? It's just like, are you fucking kidding yeah. me? Like, you're all at least in your 20s. Like, at least. Nobody here is actually 11 years old. Yeah. Um, and it's just the way people are... T- I. I'm just confounded by, like, and I'm, like, I know I'm ancient. I understand that. But, like, I, I have done online dating. <laughs> like, I text my friends every day. I, you know, I'm on 27 platforms communicating with other people online, and nobody talks like this. And I understand they're playing a game. I understand they're constructing personalities for each other. But even in that, it felt fake. Even even for that, and not just fake. I, I'm not using the right term here. It felt like purposefully disingenuous if you know right. what i mean like it really really felt like i don't believe that any of these people are not playing a role as a character on a reality tv show and that's already going to be going against the grain of what the show i think at least i think is expecting me to think or or feel or want to feel and yeah. i i wonder if that's a problem with the editing or the structure and not just again i don't want to put all the blame on the people who are the face characters you know on this show cuz this couldn't have been an easy thing to do. So, yeah, I, I wonder if it's some of that. I wonder if it's just the structure created so much of a problem for people actually trying to communicate. But it made me feel like every one of these people needs group therapy. They need, like, they need, like, lessons on how to talk to other human beings. Like, they need lessons on, like, how to text. I just don't know. It just, it just got in the way for me a, a lot of the time. So the tough thing for me is that I 100% agree with you, but also this is how people talk. And the only reason I know that this is how people talk is because, like, if you watch Catfished or if you watch, like, even if you, like, watch The Bachelor or the thing that I have been also, like, not watching intently, but watching because Katie is watching it in the house <laughs> is Love Island. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. Which is a fucking yeah. wild TV shit. Love Island is so <laughs> wild. Um <laughs> Yeah. But, like, just watching watching those shows made me realize that, like, it would be impossible for the whole reality TV industrial complex to <laughs> create this many people if this many people didn't already exist. Sure. Um, because at their core, all of these people are still themselves. They're playing, like, heightened versions of themselves yeah. unless they're, like, doing an outward... Um, catfish i guess but even still that's like still a flavor and a version um of that person all of the pe- i i'm sure all of the things we've talked about which is crude like core to that is the fact that the way that these people have to talk to each other which is to say they have to talk into a microphone and dave in the back has to type those <laughs> words out um, I love it. is tough but also that is how people talk is the hardest thing that I actually, I think, had to, like, realize and learn from this. Yeah. I mean, um, I, I struggled for a long time 
Like I was like, surely Seaburn can't talk like this. No, like that this, is how Seaburn talks. That is how he talks. Like if he if he if he says truly one more time. Yeah. <laughs> like I, too many words. Like oh. But, I just I don't know. I just nobody I know talks like that. I feel yeah. like it but, truly but means maybe, again, the world. Maybe to this me. is just I'm not like uh, I I you know <laughs> I'm just not the target demographic. I yeah. don't know. Like, I, I I feel like I talk to a lot of. All right, so here's here's my example. Like, I talk to a lot of people in my gym who are younger than me, right? Like, not everybody's a 36 year old, you know, falling apart person. So, like, I'm always like, okay, if I'm talking and I'm texting to like a bunch of my training partners, a bunch of people I know from different walks of life, EMTs, et cetera, et cetera, because I don't think everybody talks like me. I don't think everybody talks like a media person on Twitter, right? Like, I I certainly don't want to give that sort of impression. But even when, like, I have those kinds of exchanges and, like, we're not, like, hashtag everything. Like, a hashtag comes up, like, once every, like, 17 conversations, right? Like, in, in normal life for me. Yeah. I don't know. I might just be an outlier. Yeah, it's also fine. It's the, fine The, the hashtag thing makes no sense because you can't do anything with them. Like, yeah. it's the circle. But, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, none of it makes any sense, especially, like, I think Seaburn's the only catfish who like really gets into trouble because he just keeps it going for so long. Like the yeah, he keeps it he keeps it going for so long, and then it does blow up in his face at the end. Because yeah, I'm is the... glad that it does. Although he is an entertaining person to watch for yes. sure. Yeah, I mean, he's it, good television. Yeah, it's definitely one of those things where it's like he can't keep getting away with it. Like he yeah. gets through. Like when he first introduces himself, he he talks about he asks if people think Chris is cute. Oh yeah, and like. I do not know Chris is gay. Like, yeah, yeah exactly. Yeah, um, it's also it is also tough. Um, oh nope. Train of thought. Pretend I didn't start talking because it's gone now. The okay. thought is gone. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, it's all right. Dave in the back will erase it. Yeah, oh, thanks, God. Dave. No, um, I mean Danielle, you you uh, probably won't get there, but towards the end. Uh, Seaburn does, in fact, get into a conversation about periods. Oh, that's what I was going to say. With, that's what I was oh, going to talk about. With the God. girls. And he does not handle it well. God. Oh, I might need to, like, find a clip of that. It's, I might need to <laughs> just get to that. <laughs> it's so tough. Um, this morning, actually, as we were speaking, um, a website called, let me look here, um, vice.com. Oh. Um, motherboards vice.com um, or vice.com's <laughs> motherboard um, did post an article uh, saying or with the headline the circle app is obviously fake um, which is yeah. I think a it's a good piece I think everyone I'm just going to link it to y'all uh, nice to, to, to read later um, it's a good it's kind of like a walkthrough of like yeah of course this is nothing like of course this is not um, it's just Joey on the back or extant a uh, piece of software that could exist. Um, but I, I, the question I do have, and I, and I don't really know exactly how to frame this question, so I'm going to kind of talk it out as I frame the question. Would it be more valuable to have this show exist with a pre-existing social network? Like, if they were just using Facebook instead of this constructed circle app with the with the constructs and things that we all know to be true about Facebook, would that be a better or worse show than having it be surrounding this constructed kind of non-existent social media stand-in thing? 
I, I think it would be a lot better with something we know because at least some of the distraction would be out. Right. And it's basically I Twitter. think people would be a little bit more natural in some ways. Yeah, and I mean, I think it, it is basic. It is basically Twitter, right? Like, right. It's like it's weird Twitter with like group DMs. Yeah. <sighs> it's weird. I don't know that that part. I think was like that. That is the. I had to. I did have to have a conversation with myself to like stop thinking about the fact that there was just a person in the back probably typing in all of this stuff because <laughs> that wasn't really the point. Like the app was less the, um, it, it is for the show. It is supposed to be the thing, but it is, it can't be in practice. It just has to be kind of like a layer of communication as opposed to the thing that makes this show interesting, which right. is a weird way to have to think about a show where the show is named after the app in that is central to the show. Um, yeah, that is like a, str- <laughs> that is like a strange thing. Uh, yeah correct um anyway do you want to know who wins danielle yes joey wins that doesn't surprise me yeah it's at not all. surprising at all yeah i mean they start calling him broy joey at a certain point yeah and, and i was like oh it's over I like everyone yeah, likes this win. guy yeah um, what does it come down to it's to the final five is seaburn uh rebecca chris wow. sammy shuby and joey um, the last, I actually maybe Danielle would recommend that you watch the finale because okay. the finale is they all leave their apartments and go into a different apartment and have dinner. Um, together, and it is, together, yeah. Oh like shit! All, like the like the final five have dinner together, um, and it is it, watching all of their faces when they open the door and they all see Shuby, who they all definitely know who he looks like. And then there's a different black guy, and they're like, oops, could you be? Which one of the people are you? Because I don't think you're anybody, are you? Um, that's really good. Uh, and they have they kind of have a frank conversation about like their their mentality and the way that they were thinking yeah. coming into the show. And that I think is actually legitimately valuable. Yeah. And um, should be definitely take away. Yeah, and Shuby definitely reverses course a bit, and maybe he's just putting like putting his foot in his mouth. Well, that's not the right saying. He's the entire oh, yeah. the entire yeah. time he's just like, um, you know, I can't believe I don't know who wouldn't be themselves, yada yada yada, and like I would never be able to forgive anyone. And then Rebecca's a catfish. Yeah, <laughs> uh, and he's he like, oh, listen, dude, I get it, I totally to get it. At the end. Yeah, he's yeah. like, oh, it's cool. And I mean, he does backtrack a bit during the finale finale when they're all like in the studio awarding the winner or whatever. Which yeah. is another episode I'd actually recommend watching, just because they have so many highlight reels, which are hard. I might. All right, fantastic. I might just skip ahead. I might yeah. just skip ahead because, like, I might just watch it. I think you've convinced me. Like they just play, to see it, just to see it. They play montages of everyone's like best moments while they have that That's person good. on camera. That 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 part That's is amazing, good. and it's like amazing. Like they replay Joey and Miranda kissing, and Miranda is like. Dying. Miranda's dying. It's <laughs> so funny to me. Miranda also, is like actively fanning herself. She turns like a shade of red that is similar to like the the fucking when you like misspell a word in Microsoft Word. Like she's that color red. It's so cute. Like it's Wait, so good to Wait, they actually kiss me. in real life? Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah. So when 
Miranda gets eliminated. She goes to Joey's room and then they oh, make out for a while. It's okay. pretty. I thought it was pretty fun, but it doesn't. I've written. I've looked out. I've looked here in the notes and Dylan says that he hated it. Well, not that, not that I hated it. It's just that I had to get up and get out and of walk my around. chair and walk around. <laughs> <laughs> it was just like, um, they were doing that thing where Joey's like, oh, it was so hard for me. Like, you know, you mean a lot. We made like a genuine connection. He's like going on and on. And I was like, you guys have known each other for a week. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you've had three bad chats. You're acting yeah. like you were in love. Um, and it's just, it's so much. It's so much. Yeah. And it made me, yeah, it was rough. And I mean, uh, going back to like the, uh, the last episode, they also do play a montage of every time Sammy pretended to gag on the show. Oh my God. <laughs> Just very so good. good. I need to see that too. And it yeah. is like, it was the highlight of the show. Like, Sammy, like, like, gagging yeah. every time. <laughs> I yeah and I think I think there's like I don't know reality TV definitely is a thing that incentivizes uh continued and in ordered watching um especially because of especially like the bachelor is the show that people talk about around the proverbial water cooler now mm-hmm. um in I, I in like most offices it does not happen in our office which is a shame um but like in <laughs> oh, most offices Oh, it's kind of a shame. Um, it just means we don't have enough women in our office. It's really what it that is. That is a thing. Um, yeah. But like, uh, there there is something too, especially with this show because it's on Netflix. There is something very satisfying about being able to like, if you were so inclined, watch four episodes at the beginning, watch the last two episodes, and then like kind of actually feel okay with the way that you've approached it and. Yeah. It, it was definitely a conversation that I had to have with myself when I decided to change the way I was watching The Bachelor, which is just forget that the first like half, maybe three quarters of the show even exists because you're not <laughs> actually going to form any meaningful connections to any of the people that you're watching and just kind of like hop in at the end and like feel like you've used your time more because there's less time to feel like you, you're actively being manipulated as a person who's watching the show yeah. um, if you approach it that way, I think. And there's something about this circle that I also think, like, just because of the format of it, I definitely would feel like you would get a, it would be a more efficient use of your time if you either skipped the first half and started in the middle or watched the first two and the last four um, and then moved on that way. I might since I'm I'm halfway through five. I might just be like fuck you five. Yeah. And just go to the end. Yeah. And just just kind of sail through with with you know some of these treats. Now that I know there, there's some treats ahead yes. for me, it's not just a trek through the desert, uh, you know, of desert of human emotion and bad junior high flirting and like get there and yeah. get to see the gag uh, montage. Like that's. I think I can do that. Yeah. I think I can handle that. I, yeah. I would definitely argue that, like, uh, I don't even know what episodes they are, but, like, the the, the mid-to-late episodes, they basically start just, like, destroying the usual pattern of, you know, they have a game, they have rankings, the episode ends, they reveal the rankings the next episode. They just start, like, this this time the influencers have no power. This time the influencers, like, they just start messing <laughs> with the formula. Yeah. That, ma- that makes fun. strategy meaningless. Yeah, though um, there's yeah. there's one week which is great where they make the influencer have to block the person in like they have to go to their unit to block them. Oh shit. Um which is good stuff. Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Who does that? Joey I mean, blocks. Point, Joey blocks Sean. Um, oh. After Sean ranks <laughs> Joey first in that <gasps> same episode, it's so choice. Um, I just don't understand. Sean's game plan was so fucking misguided to me. I, she either should have just come in as her, or it, if we're gonna fucking armchair quarterback here, she either should have <laughs> come in as her, or just played the game as her, like her, but with her friend's picture the whole time. Was this like a kamikaze move to like make a point on TV? No, because no? it wasn't okay. even a good point. Like the point was that like, did you know that people on the internet are bad sometimes? Yeah. And it's like, okay, cool. Like now you're gonna lose the game. Like I, I just don't understand why she did that. Yeah, to herself. It, it saves her for like one round, and then the next. Yeah, round it saves she's her gone. for one round, and then she immediately gets like, she she creates questions that people weren't asking. Yeah, I I feel like yeah, this would have been a good point twenty years ago. Yeah, like to do something like this in. Not, you know, whatever. Or like uh, even just around, an earlier era yeah, of, or of even social like, media. Like yeah. around when the social network, the movie came out, when everyone sure. was like, wow, what do you think Facebook's going to be when it finally hits a billion users? Like blah, 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 blah. Like before <laughs> we realized that like actually these platforms are poison and ruining uh, like multiple parts of the world and enabling <laughs> genocides and affecting elections, like all of that stuff. I think this show has a different, this show hits different in 2010 than it does in 2020. I think you're absolutely right. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, so everyone's gonna, we're all uh, auditioning for season two. Don't know. Right? <laughs> so we can go to fucking, what England town is this in? It's, in, it's near Manchester. Salford, Salford, England. Yeah, it's, it's by Manchester. another question I had, because I never, uh, for whatever reason, I didn't pay attention when they said it was wherever it was, and I was just like, what, where the hell are they? Yes. They're all American. They all have American accents, mm-hmm. at least at the point I've watched. And I'm like, they in England? Like, what? Yeah, where? it's in South, <laughs> South of England. Good. There are 9,000 pe- 9, people. Nope, sorry. Sorry, that was just the extremely wrong number. 52,000 <laughs> people live there. How Still often small. do they do the census in England? I don't know. Oh, good question. Hold on, wait. All of the, di- hold on. We're on a different fucking trek now the la- the most recent census information for the united kingdom was 2001 what what how often that does england right. census they they do it every 10 years okay also so. okay so the next census is in 2021 but for some okay. reason wikipedia only has 2001 data on hand that's weird oh no that's unacceptable wikipedia yeah Wikipedia, get on it. (laughs) Get on it, Wikipedia. This Um, is why I don't give them my $3. Yeah, this is why, Jimmy (laughs) Wales, this is why I refuse to give you $3 every time you ask. Um, Yeah, unless anybody has anything else, I think that might be a pretty solid place to wrap. Yeah, I, you know, I just want to say I always appreciate talking through things that I don't like because it does give me at least an appreciation of some element of things whereas i would have just been fuming and writing angry thoughts in a notebook and maybe on twitter because i'm a i'm petty like that <laughs> um but at least like even though i know this is not for me and it's okay that's not for me and i i fully am okay with that and accept that i do really genuinely enjoy doing these podcasts yeah so yeah they're good stuff it's it's super cool to come into these things and and just kind of soak up other people's opinions in a way that is not 
and 280 characters. It's very, I think it's valuable. <laughs> that does help. Yeah. <laughs> Having nuance helps. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. P- nuance. It's good, actually. <laughs> um, yeah. So that's all for this week. We hope you enjoyed our journey through the circle. Um, please be sure to rate and review this podcast. It helps us a lot. Otherwise, we can't eat. So each star <laughs> turns into 500 calories that we then have to evenly split amongst the fanbite. Uh, but we can vote staff. one person out. Yeah. yeah. Um, so please give us stars or else we can't vote John off the island. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can listen to all of our stuff over at fanbyte.com slash podcast. You can listen to Fanwith, which is our games and pop culture podcast, which you should definitely go listen to. It comes out every Tuesday. Um, Merritt and Eric are doing Papal, what's the show called? Papal Bull Resurrection? Yes. Papal, you got it. That's it's it. so good. Um, which is a like rewatch podcast um, of the two popes, question mark. Is that the name of the new pope? The new pope. The, the, y- the young pope? The young no, pope. the new pope. Yes. The young pope There's, was oh, the sorry, first season. It's the, the new pope. You're the, right. Young pope three, was season one. The three yeah. young popes together <laughs> on HBO. You know, the pope show on HBO. They rewatched that one. And it's then the they Holy Trinity, about that the three popes. One. We're all yeah. stars now on the pope show. Yeah. <laughs> um, that show is really good. You should go listen to that. You can find that in fanbite.com slash podcast. And you can also find Late Lunch, which is a show with me, John Warren, our editor-in-chief, and Andrew Whitmore, one of our producers, um, which is a live show that airs live on Twitch every Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 5 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. But you can also listen to it uh, in the podcast feed of your choice. Uh, you can also watch it live at twitch.tv slash fanbyte. Um, thank you so much to Danielle and Dylan for coming on the show today. Thank yeah, you, Nikki. Thank you for hosting. Yeah, yeah. thank you. I don't thanks know so if much. I did a great job, but we got to you the did end. You an amazing so. job. Thanks. I Listen, I had to get my <laughs> circle did. thoughts out somewhere. <laughs> Yeah, thanks for coming on the show, Dylan. Finally. (laughs) It's been too long, Dylan. If you ask me 65 times, eventually I have to say yes, right? Yeah, eventually (laughs) you've got to say yes. Um, do we have, do we have a, a goodbye, uh, a sign off for this show or do we like go say like, go watch movies? No, we're getting bored. Or like, I usually yell, you love to see it. That's pretty good. (laughs) You love to see it. Open your eyes to the television world. (laughs) Of Netflix. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Bye.